Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little podcast that I've been putting together over the last little while where I like to talk about all things investing, where I get to share with you some of my thoughts, some of my takes, and other people's takes about what's going on in the old uh, investing world. And hopefully you can come out of this with some nuggets of information, some different perspectives about um, stocks and ETFs that you can hopefully take a ba- take back to your own personal uh, situation, investing situation, and ultimately, uh, it's about helping you uh, make more successful uh, investment decisions. My name is Amin Reina, and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And as an investment coach, if you've it's the first time you've ever heard the term investment coach, what I do is at the end of the day, I try to help people who want to become more financially independent. The problem uh, in when people try to become more financially independent, especially as it pertains into the whole investing domain, is often when people get into investing, they feel frustrated, they feel confused, they feel intimidated by the whole process. Um, I've worked with people who, who, who don't know anything about investing and tell me that they don't know where to start. And that's often a uh, frustration people have. Uh, I've worked with people who, who've been investing for long periods of time or investing through an advisor, but are frustrated because they just don't seem to be making any progress with their portfolios. So ultimately what I do as an investment coach is I teach people, I engage with them on how to make more educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and, and achieve it with confidence. So today is decision day. Uh, this is the periodically I like to jump on here and uh, do an episode uh, podcast where I share with you some of my most recent investment decisions, and I feel it's really important to do so because as someone who teaches people, you know, the mechanical and behavioral aspects of making investment decisions, as someone who tries to help people build their investing competent competencies. Um, I really feel it's important for me to practice what I teach. You know, it's one thing for me to say and say a whole bunch of stuff. It's another thing to put it into practice. It's another thing to model the behaviors and the actions. And so what I like to do here and what I do also, what I blog also uh, at least once a month is to share uh, share with everybody my, my personal investment decisions that I made. And it's not just about giving people tips like, you know, go buy the stock. That's far from it. These are not giving you recommendations. What I'm more interested in you getting out of these is to understand that there is a process. There is the thought process that goes into making decisions. And that's really the part that I, you know, that I work with is to help people develop a thought process to evaluating an investment opportunity. So today I'm going to walk you through uh, decisions that I made uh, in the past month, specifically uh, in May, and walk you through my thought process for it. Now. This is the part of the episode where I just go down my laundry list of decisions that I made. So I said I bought, you know, company X or I sold this ETF. But in May, I ended up doing nothing. I made no, the decision, the investment decision I made in May was to do nothing, to stand pat. Um, I just did not see the motivation to buy anything. or There was nothing compelling out there that made me say, hey, you know what, I got to get into this. Or there was nothing in my portfolio that said, you know what, I needed to get out of it get out of this position. So what's why did I do nothing? Why did I stay in pat? Right now, uh, and I think my decisions to do so were more of a macro issue. Um, 
macro factors instead of individual stock company uh, factors. Uh, I think right now is a, we're in a really weird zone in the markets right now. And to me, I think we're almost like in a no man, no woman kind of zone for, for the markets. It's weird because since December, when the markets literally threw up, um, the markets have just been pointing straight up. And we're now in a point, we're in a zone now where the markets have been setting um, records again on a daily basis. It's like 2017 all over again. <clears throat> Despite this, um, there's so many economic data points out there that are showing that things are actually slowing down and slowing down around the world. And part of that, I think, is all this trade trash talking. Um, you know, we've got a mad king who's literally going scorched earth on China. He's like, he's literally like the eye of Sauron. Like wherever he points is, wherever he looks, he just kind of inflicts stuff. And so over the last, you know, last while it's been China. And now he's going after Mexico, trying to put tariffs on them. Ironically, the country that he just engaged in a free trade agreement, he's now going to put tariffs on them. Okay, whatever. Um, and now he's just talking about Europe now, maybe because he's in Europe right now, that he's just starting to talk about you know tariffs over there, about auto tariffs and stuff. You know, I heard he read something about Australia now, kind of being on his uh, you know on his uh, eye of sight. Um, strangely, Canada. I don't know why we're we're kind of out of the game right now. Like uh, again, it's like literally like the eye of Sauron in you know, Lord of the Rings. Wherever you point, like right now, the eye of Sauron is not pointing to Canada. But you know, it's just a matter of time. Like if he's going after Mexico, like for God's sake, it's some, we're going to do something up here that's going to piss him off too. So you know, whatever. Uh, so what does this mean? Like this, like this all this literally instability out there. It's all like zigzagging. So that here, no, so this is where I came with my decisions to not do anything. Is if I put myself in the position of a CEO running a business, I put a position of anybody running a business now, and you're operating your business under this particular, especially if you're a global base. You know, you're doing a lot of exporting. You're doing business with China. You're going. You're doing business. You know, globally. You're a global. You know, multinational corporation. How do you make decisions about how you're going to deploy your capital? How do you make decisions about your products and how you're going to market things or who you're going to market your products to? How are you going to deploy capital when you have a policy out there of you have some guy out there who's just literally kicking sand everywhere and, and gumming up the wheels of, of, uh, of commerce? Uh, if I'm a business right now, I have no incentive to deploy business. I have, I have just, I have no incentive to to invest. And at this point, I, you know, I would probably just sit back and say, you know what? I have no idea how what the rules of engagement are. I have no idea what you know. If I take an action here, how do I know it's not going to be implemented? Uh, how do I not know that the rules of uh, tariffs, the things I want to do, I'm going to do with, are going to be you know taxed or have a tariff on it? What incentive to, do you have to make to do anything? And so I think, and what I think maybe we're starting to see it is we're starting to see things start to grind to a halt. Um, for those of you who've been regular listeners or regular followers of my blog or podcast, you know I've done, I did a, a series of podcasts talking about what drives stock prices. Um, what are the principles around what makes stock prices go up and down? And I talk about it in one episode of, of the importance of having stability 
in our in our institutions in our financial institutions our government institutions um, and having that predictability of what your business environment is going to be with the rules of engagement of your business environment that has a real factor into where it drives stock prices and it's no secret it's no coincidence that western-based north american-based especially u.s companies uh, trade at higher multiples than maybe countries like Vietnam or somewhere in Africa or something. The reason why is people are willing to pay a premium to invest in those countries and those regions because of the stability of their institutions. So when you when you layer that principle on top of a current environment where those rules of engagement, those stability of those institutions are really under direct attack, what incentive do you have to invest in those areas? What incentive do you have to deploy capital? And that's really my mindset right now. And when I'm looking at making investment decisions in my portfolios, it's, you know, why do I want to invest in these companies in stocks right now anywhere when there's so much uncertainty? There's, there's such a lack of visibility in terms of the operational uh, and regulatory uh, environment and business environment. How do you know something is going to be implemented today that's currently in place right now is going to get totally gutted tomorrow? You don't know. And, um, you know, the companies out there, they're putting up a, you know, they're putting up a nice face out there saying, you know, trying to say all the right, you know, correct things and that they're going to weather the storm and, you know, this is all, this shoe, this this too shall pass. Reality right now is things are, we're stuck. Like, I think business is stuck right now. They don't know what to do. Um, and then meanwhile, we've got a stock market that seems to be, I don't know, I'm just completely ignoring it because they're more obsessed with what the Federal Reserve is going to do with interest rates. And the big reason why stocks have been, you know, popping since December is the Fed kind of got in the, got in the game and started talking up the concept that, hey, you know what, we may not be increasing rates like, we were telling you we were going to, we're going to maybe take it a little bit easier, maybe do a little more slowly. But now since April, they've pretty much said, you know, what, we're not going to be increasing interest rates at all. And now the mindset out there is that, you know what, rates might actually fall for a variety of reasons. Um, the bond market has been taken, bond yields have, have been plummeting. And it's at the point now where actually we've got a situation where we've got an inverted yield curve which often is a flag to indicate economic weaknesses not far around the corner. So you, you got all these elements in play right now, and there are, to me they're very negative elements. Um, why do I want to put money to work? And you know, then, then uh, just as I was uh, recording this, uh, the, the latest job numbers came out from the U.S. Up until now, it's been cranking out 200, you know, a couple hundred thousand a month. It's been very healthy job creation. And it's been one of the reasons why people kind of pushed back on this concept of, hey, you know what? And, and you know, bid up stocks because they say, hey, you know what? You know, job creation is great. Economy's great. Um, why do I need to buy? You know, stocks are great. Get into it. Now, for the first time, we're starting to see the impacts of it because in the most recent month, the uh, U.S. jobs number was it created seventy-five thousand. They were expecting over one hundred eighty thousand uh, for the month, and it was a significant underperformance. And then they even went back and revised all the previous uh, months' uh, job numbers downward. So all the sense of out there is that the Federal Reserve is going to probably cut rates at some point. If at the very worst, probably leave things where they where they are. Um, 
And so the stock market craze, the stock market loves it, and it's taking stock prices out. So in the short term, I wouldn't be surprised to see stock prices go up. Bringing this back to my how I'm framing my investment decisions with all this stuff going on, the fact that the Federal Reserve is saying we're going to cut, if they cut interest rates, to me tells me, you know what, your economy is like tanking. So that's not good for stock prices. That's not good for profits, which is not good for stock prices. You got a whole trade environment out there that's very uncertain. Companies don't know how to operate, how to navigate through all this. Um, and then we also have the concept of currencies. Despite everything that's going on, the U.S. dollar has been surging. Like if you take the DXY compared to all the basket of uh, global currencies, it's like popping. It's been like it should be falling, but it's to me it's one of the great curiosities of the of the market right now is of of investing is is this surging U.S. dollar. So you have this, you know, weaker job creation, slowing economic growth. You have a higher inflated currency, which puts which essentially makes your exports a lot more expensive. You have all this trade trash talking going on. You put all these elements in, I'm going, why, why the hell would I want to buy stocks? So that's where I am. That's that's the decision I made. I said, you know what, I have no incentive to buy anything. I, my, the, the stocks that I own right now are have fallen a little bit. Um, I might, if, I, if I'm going to buy anything, it's probably to buy, add, buy more stocks of existing positions that I own um, to build up because I think they're solid businesses or the, the ETFs are underexposed. That's my decision making making decisions right now going forward, but right now I'm not looking to add anything new. Um, I'm looking at my wish lists. I do have you know as a, I, people who listen to my podcast, I do have a wish list of, of companies that I, that I follow that I would love to buy uh, that I think are fantastic businesses, um, but I think they're overpriced. But maybe if all this perfect storm stuff starts hitting and starts really making a dent on things. Uh, some of those companies might start looking interesting. So I'm kind of looking through my wish list right now, kind of just reinforcing um, the the companies, the stocks that I'd love to own. Do I still want to own them in this environment or in a, in a weaker environment go, going forward? Does it still make sense? So I'm doing a lot of that. I do a lot of pruning and doing a lot of cleaning up on stuff on my wish list. But in terms of actively making decisions, I haven't made anything because... <clears throat> because there really isn't any incentive to make one. So we'll see what happens. Um, if interest rates do fall, then you know they gotta, maybe we uh, maybe I'll start looking a little bit more at, uh, at income-oriented things. Um, because if interest rates do start falling, those are those are beneficial to income-oriented um, investments. Maybe start looking at bond, uh, having some more bond component into my portfolio. Maybe start looking at real estate. Maybe start looking at uh, uh, commodity-based uh, stocks. Uh, those stuff is all in play. So I want to take a look at them, see if it's consistent with my investing ideology. Consist and, and apply it to my playbook, and that's really what you know. What I'm doing right now is just you know looking over my playbook, making sure I have an understanding of what I'm looking for, what I'm going to do in certain situations, and then it's just about flawless execution at that point. So that's where we are. That's where I am right now. Um, if you have any questions about this, about my uh, about this uh, episode, feel free to give me a shout. Um, I also have a, a little bit of a write-up on this too on my website. Um, 
so you can check it out there. Speaking of which, if you have questions about this episode or anything else, really, for this matter, any previous episodes or previous stuff that I've written, you have any questions about the courses that I teach, uh, my coaching services, you can hit me through my website, sageinvestors.ca. You can uh, just drop me an email through there. Uh, you can find me also on Twitter. My handle is at sageinvestors. I'm on there all the time um, offering my takes uh, about what's going on in the market. I'm sharing, also sharing my decision-making that I'm making. I share that in real time. You can find that through my hashtags, trade, uh, in this case, trade2019. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my handle is, uh, just do a search for Sage Investors. And you can find me on Instagram. I will post also uh, any uh, updates, new blog posts, podcast videos that I do, I'll kind of tag it onto my Instagram account so you can find me through there. My handle is Sage Investors Nation. Finally, if you are interested, I also do a email uh, blast, I guess, uh, every Wednesday morning. I call it In The Loop and I share with you basically any new content that I'm posting on my website as well as uh, content uh, articles, links and stuff to People who I or people or companies or institutions out there that I'm following that I'm that I use in the course of me making my own investment decisions. If I see, come across something that's helping me make you know an investment decision, uh, I share it with you and I share it with you through through this in my uh, in the loop uh, email. So if you're interested in getting on that email list, you can jump on my website sageinvestors.ca and just enter your email address and your first last name. And every Wednesday morning. <clears throat> and every Wednesday late afternoon, I send a repeat because sometimes people don't get the first one. Um, you get on the list. So it's really cool. A lot of people really like it and uh, gives them a quick snapshot about what's happening in the markets too. Um, gives them a quick take on things. So that's all I got for you this week. Thanks for very much for listening in. This has been another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Take care. Bye-bye.